0: All right, everybody, welcome aboard to the Thursday edition of Locked On Avalanche, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And on today's episode, really two things to get to. We have an Andre Burakovsky grade that Kyle and I have to bestow upon everybody, along with Twitter and Instagram getting in on the act. See what they give him for a season grade, and next season schedule has been released. And like every schedule, some interesting games there for the rest of this year in october november december and then obviously turning the calendar we're back to a regular nhl season and we don't have that break that we thought we were going to have with the olympics that's gone obviously so some interesting stuff for this next season and kyle and i are going to get to that right now
1: you're locked on avalanche your daily podcast on the colorado avalanche Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Just feels like we didn't get a lot of time to celebrate this Stanley Cup victory because we are jumping into things. You got the draft tonight, you have free agency next week, and we already got our schedule out for next year. So things are happening quick, uh, but it doesn't take away that the Avalanche, despite all of that, our Stanley Cup champions which we will be singing that from the rooftops until next season starts and through next season we will discuss that schedule and like i said get to andre burakovsky's grade a little bit later but first things first thank you for making this your first listen of the day and uh follow sorry follow us on our social media outlets lopn underscore avalanche on twitter locked on avalanche on instagram questions comments concerns opinions locked on avalanche at gmail.com And follow us on our YouTube channel over on the YouTube. Hit subscribe. Get notified when a new show goes live. All right, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom. We have our schedule. And, um, you know, we we were talking yesterday about who we thought or who we would hope the Avalanche would open up against. You know that they're going to raise the banner opening night. And we got that answer. And it's Chicago. And if I'm not mistaken, they opened up against Chicago last year. Is that mm-hmm. that's correct? So two years in a row, up against opening up against Chicago. Is this turning into like? I know you're not like the uh, Broncos fan, but uh, you know Denver Broncos always just seem to open up against the Oakland Raiders. It just seems mm-hmm. like the, the NHL just, or the, excuse me, the NFL like throws them on the second Monday night game, uh, and it's just Oakland or not Oakland anymore. Sorry, Vegas. Vegas, <laughs> the Vegas, Vegas, yeah. the Vegas Raiders. Um, is this becoming a trend now that we're always just going to open up the season against Chicago? I was kind of hoping for maybe something like a little bit more meat on the bone for who the the opponent was going to be. Maybe some, maybe just Detroit because it's Detroit. Like I said, maybe Vegas. Or maybe like your your big rival in the division in Minnesota. Something like that. Nothing against Chicago, but I was hoping for a little bit something more.
1: Yeah, and like last year there was a lot of hype with the Chicago team like there was there was outside talk like this is a cup favorite team and boy was that silly but
0: nah, i don't know if i would go that
1: far with them but. well yeah there was there was a lot of like this team is built like with a, they had flower's goalie at the time you hear yeah. that flower fans um mm-hmm. but yeah what a weird start chicago you would want it to be a marquee matchup but i guess they can't do Twenty like, all those marquee matchups for everybody. But sure mm-hmm. would have been nice to have somebody a little different. I would have taken Seattle.
0: Would really? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Uh, Seattle doesn't deserve that yet. Seattle doesn't deserve to watch our banner go into the Raptors. You know what I mean? Like, oh poor Doncic. Oh, that'd be bad. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but kind of getting into to this schedule and we'll start like kind of right off the top, the thing that jumps out at me in October. Uh, You have three back-to-backs, three groups. So, you have, you know, there's six games there that are back-to-backs, and you're not playing a lot of games in October. So that stood out to me, and the fact that you only have three home games the entire month of October. That opening game against the Blackhawks, which is followed up the very next day in Calgary. Yeah. Uh, You have a home game against Winnipeg, and then you have a home game against Seattle everything else is on the road and you get an east coast trip in the third week or actually wait, I mean the third week of the season the fourth week mm-hmm. of October uh you're like immediately going right out to the east coast so a little bit of a challenge here for the avalanche i mean your opponents you got the black hawks of flames uh the wild the jets the kraken vegas and then on the east coast you got rangers devils islanders so Uh, it's, it's going to be a challenge in that you're, you're immediately going on the road to the East coast. Um, and the teams say for Seattle, who could be improved. We don't know what's going to happen in the, uh, free agency market. You're playing some pretty decent teams here. So, um, I think the abs are going to be challenged right off the bat. Yeah. I, I, I've been trying to jog my mind. Like when's the last time you've
1: opened the season with a back to back? Like that's just weird. And then, yeah you open the season on a back-to-back and then you have like three or four days before you play Minnesota again, like on the road. Like that's, that's, it's a very weird start to the season. It'd be interesting to see how this team performs. Adrenaline will carry you through game one, skill will carry you through game two. You hope to walk out two and oh, but what a weird start to the year. And then immediately going to to another back-to-back the next week and then East Coast swings. So you're getting tested right out of the gate, and this schedule doesn't get any easier. So you're going to expect a lot more of this just weird scheduling all the way through
0: the season. And I don't want to say notoriously the Avalanche start slow, but we have mm. seen them do that recently. We have. Uh, we'll see if it's a little bit different, you know, because they are defending champions. You know, if they know that they're going to have to come out swinging because they're going to get the other team's best every single night. Not that you shouldn't on any given night, Mm -hmm. But I think it might be a little bit different for the Yavs, but they still maybe they do come out a little bit slow because that's just the nature of a hockey season. Now, this offseason isn't as long. So there's not that big of a layoff where, you know, where they they would have a couple extra months before their season started to really get them going. But, you know, you you have that East Coast trip. You're playing the Rangers, you have two days off and then you have a back to back on the road, Devils and Islanders. And then you follow that up, you get a solid five days off because you're traveling to Finland right at the beginning of November. So not only do you have that three three game road trip, uh, it's continued on crossing the ocean. (laughs) That's quite a road trip. That is a big road trip. So you're playing those two games, which again, by the way, is a back to back. Yeah, uh, I just I always love seeing how you know one of those teams is the home team for a game in Finland, and then uh, the next day the other team is the home team in Finland. I just I fine I get a kick out of that. <laughs> but you're playing uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets twice over there. I think a lot of people are going to be looking forward to that. Those are always fun games to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so that starts off your November, and then you look at the the games in November, and and uh, you pointed out you know um, before we're going on air Black Friday a noon Ooh. start time, noon mountain <laughs> start time. So, uh I I mean, I'm not a Black Friday shopper, but if I was, I'd go out and knowing that, hey, I'll get all my shopping done and then come home and have a hockey game to watch at noon. <laughs> That's not the worst thing in the world, I guess. No, not at all. And which is against Nashville it, by the way, in Nashville.
1: And I think that would be a a good thing for the NHL to start doing a little bit more is take advantage of these like little holidays like who sits there and capitalizes on that gap in Black Friday for television? Like, let this be their little place to get a foothold and be like, this will be a good matchup, especially with, they played each other in the playoffs last year. I'll sit down and see what this team looks like this year. Like, take advantage of Black Friday.
0: Like, you know, and we had talked about this a while ago, about kind of changing up and scheduling, Mm -hmm. like changing up start times and things like that. I would have loved to have seen a Stanley Cup final game uh, start at 1 or 2 in the afternoon or, or 3 o'clock in the afternoon on the East Coast, so like 1 o'clock Mountain Time. Yes. Why not have an afternoon game on, yeah. on the weekend? And, you know, I think they started doing that in baseball. I think a World Series game is played in the afternoon now. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and you you always get football games that are the playoff yeah. games are always in the afternoon. I know the Super Bowl is different, but that's that's a, that's a one one-off. I'm you talking know, for a seven game series. Start doing that. Start having like some of these day games on, on the weekends more. I know they do it sometimes like for the national, nationally televised game that was always on NBC. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that'd be, you know, a one o'clock start time, a three o'clock start time. But just start doing it for more teams. Don't just have the one game that that's yeah. for an afternoon game. I, I I think it just open it up more for a lot of people to be able to to watch these games and not just have to wait till nighttime to watch these games. And a
1: lot of these, it's you're opening up to fan bases that don't typically get to watch your team. Like if they're right. on the East Coast, like you hey, finally, I get to catch an avalanche game and not have to worry about work the next day. Yep. Like I want to sit down and give this a shot. This
0: is this is one of those games. Yeah. Um in November you get both your games against Carolina out of the way. So you, you play them um early, let's see, what what's that? The twelfth. Mm -hmm. in carolina and then the very next week on thursday the 17th you're playing them. no i'm sorry reverse that um the 12th you're playing them at home and then the next week on the 17th you're playing them in carolina so uh, you know there's always the people who want to like throw out like what the stanley cup final could be next year or at the beginning of a season i think there's going to be a lot of people maybe throwing out that matchup Saying it's, you know, it could be Carolina and and Colorado in the Stanley Cup final. And if that happens, fast forward even farther into the the postseason next year, uh, you're not really going to know like what those teams did against each other because this is so early in the season Mm -hmm. that it's over with. You know what I mean? Like you're playing, your two games against those teams are done within a week of each other. I know that's a fluky thing, but you like to see them spaced out a little bit more.
1: Yeah, it, it kind of feels like the positioning of Florida last year. Um, like how we got those yeah. matchups kind of earlier in the season, like really before the deadline. Like it's nice that you get them early. You get to mm-hmm. kind of hopefully take advantage of them before they can make a trade deadline adjustment. But if it does become a foe you have to face later on, um, kind of at a disadvantage when it comes to scheming.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> and you have a lot of uh, division games in November two against Nashville, two against Dallas, uh, one against St. Louis, one against Winnipeg. So obviously you're going to play those teams a lot, but you have a a good amount of them in November. Um, Into December, uh, just the visual. If you're just looking at the visual of December. (laughs) It's neat. It's clean. It's clean, but it's full. (laughs) And that happened last year, man. November was not, I think, I think the apps played 11 games in November and then played like 19 in December. It was, it was just from one extreme to the next. And that's kind of similar to what's happening here. You're playing a lot of games in December. You're basically playing every other day. You have one break around Christmas time. You have Christmas Eve, Christmas day, and then the day after Christmas. Those are your three days in a row off. Everything else is every other day. You're playing a lot of games in December again, and, and looking
1: at it, it's just you start out so East heavy. Like you're on the East, you yeah. Get, you get Buffalo right out of the gate, and then it's Boston, Philly, Boston Rangers. Like that's mm. that's a grind. That East and, and Coast style. is just a couple up. of those are at home,
0: and again with Boston, there's your two games against Boston. Yep. You know, almost you have Philly in between those two games. Uh, you're playing the Rangers, so you played the Rangers. Late October, now you're playing them early December. Um, you got a Maple Leafs game in there at home. That's uh, New Year's Eve. Who else? You, you got two more games against Nashville. You got a Canadiens game at home. Uh, so you're, you're kind of all over the place. Yeah. It, it seems like you're, you're touching almost every single division in the month of December. And sure. you also
1: you get the other half of that Rangers matchup, another team that might be a Finals opponent sure before the trade deadline so and you're going to be knocking out philly you play them you get your games there against the philly yeah so
0: it's just you're, you're, you're getting so the hurricanes that whole season series is done in a week less than a week the boston bruins that whole series is done in less than a week the philadelphia flyers that's just over a week that's eight days that that season series is over I, is it, I, I'm i not a scheduler. I don't know if there's a reason behind this. I don't know. I'm just, if it's possible, just to spread those out a little bit more. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit more. Even Buffalo. Uh, that's two weeks you're done. That's in December. But your your Buffalo season series is done in, in the month of December. I don't know. Uh, I know this happens, but it just seems like they're all done within a, a short amount of time. So. And,
1: and it's just like home away. Like there's there's really no consistency, and it's just it's all over the place. December is going to be rough, so Maybe prepare
0: weird. for it now. Yeah. Uh So before we turn the calendar to look at uh, January through the rest of the year into 2023, uh, we're going to hear from Built Bar, and as well, we have our Andre Burkowski grade to get to. But first, Built Bar, and from the people who invented healthy and tasty, comes the greatest. The latest and greatest gift for your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk. If you haven't, uh, that is my maybe absolute favorite. A couple years yeah. ago, when they did their like NCAA bracket, that's the one that I had going all the way, and that one did win based on voting. That one is delicious. I feel like like Mounds mm-hmm. bars get that thing. It's it's fantastic. But if you are the puff fan. They have just come out with coconut brownie chunk puff version. Can you contain your excitement, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom?
1: I honestly don't know if I can. Built Bar <laughs> keeps rolling out with these puffs and I just, they keep blowing me away. Like you think you're going to finally get one. You're like, oh, this is okay. They haven't done one yet.
0: No. Yeah. And the coconut brownie chunk Bilt Bar flavor that you love is now available with delicious, chewy, marshmallowy, protein Bar covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. Mm. I mean, I just, even me not being the marshmallow fan, I think I would want to tear into one of these things. I would sleep on one if
1: I could, but then I'd wake up with <laughs> chocolate on my
0: face. <laughs> Go to built.com right now, use the promo code locked15 to get 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is locked 15 at builtart.com to try the all new coconut brownie chunk puff bar. All right, let's head into the new year, sir. We've made our resolutions that the 2023 will never lose again. Uh and we start off in January, your first game in the new year is at home against the Vegas Golden Knights. So, uh what a way to start the new year against them. And then you go on the road. There's a little bit more space in, in January and February where you're playing uh, another back to back a little bit later in the month against Vancouver and then in Seattle. So that's a back to back on the road. That kind of stinks, but it's again, a lot of blue and green. Yes, a lot. So uh, you're playing Ottawa for the first time, you're playing Edmonton for the first time. You are playing the Ducks for the first time. You have your uh, second game against Calgary, your first game against the Florida Panthers. That's at home. Um, Your first game against Detroit, which is at home. So a lot of teams that you're going to be seeing for the first time uh, is not till the new year in January.
1: And if I'm not mistaken, I think that Detroit game is a Martin Luther King game because that's a one o'clock start on the 16th.
0: It is. You're right. Yep.
1: So you get you a nice early game for mlk day yep i guess the um, rival so it's it's a good game
0: yeah really good yeah so you have yeah a good kind of like smattering of games here nothing nothing too crazy you have some good good breaks you, a, a two day let's see I have one two an afternoon three. tilt
1: with the blues as well
0: yeah one o'clock game so that's probably a nationally televised game I, i'd venture to guess that so <clears throat> could be a, a month a good month because you do have some rest there and at the end of the month is where you get your bye week so the end of January into the first the, the last three days of January into the first four days of February is your bye week bi-week plus because you have um, two extra days technically because yeah. you don't play until Tuesday. And you're when you come off of that bye week you're going to the East Coast again to play pit uh, a day off and then in Tampa and then a day off and then in Florida that's going to be a a fun mini road trip right there.
1: Yeah. I I'm very curious to see what the Tampa Bay lightning look like in February of 2023. Like they no longer have the crown. What does this team look like after free agency? What do they do going forward? Um, That'd be a very interesting matchup come February.
0: Yeah. That'd be one I'd circle just to see how far will you come. Right. <clears throat> um, because that's the first time you're going to play them. So it's in it's in Tampa, and then you true to form for this schedule. Apparently, the very next week you're playing them again. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, in uh, in Denver. So you're going to see them twice within five, six days of each other. Um, where was the other one here? And the, uh, you have a back to uh, back to back in Winnipeg, and then at home against Calgary. You have a back to back the week before that a a noon game noon mountain time game against St Louis again so in January I have a one o'clock start time in February you have a 12 o'clock start time and then you follow that up the very next day at home against Edmonton at one o'clock so some afternoon that's an afternoon delight weekend for Az yeah. fans you know like 12 o'clock afternoon against St Louis the next day one o'clock in the afternoon like all right I can get down with that yeah, it's growing up for some reason. Growing up watching afternoon
1: hockey games like in the '90s and 2000s, there's this just something about those games that just hit and resonate with you. And I'm 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 looking forward to these games yeah. coming up.
0: Uh, we move our way into March, and the thing that just sticks out to me in March is that Sunday, March 18th, you're playing in Detroit. It's 11 o'clock in the morning mountain time start time uh is sure. it Kid Rock's birthday <laughs> i don't know like <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's a day after st patrick's day right yeah i I don't know is there another reason if there is somebody please say in the comments why that would be an 11 o'clock start time is that just something that detroit does and we just have many play- I, I don't know um where they play the day after after st patrick's day early uh, you know ravs fans i don't i don't follow what detroit does on the day after st patrick's i try not to yeah (laughs) um so eric johnson has got to stay away from the booze uh because it's an early start time
1: (laughs) and if you go like just two days ahead that's a uh, canadian back-to-back toronto and ottawa one day off and then
0: 11 o'clock in the morning in detroit wow yeah you're on the road that entire week So that game, that 11 o'clock game, like I said, is in Detroit on Saturday. You back up to Monday. You're in Montreal. You're in Toronto. You're in Ottawa. So you are north of the border and then you cross it to come back into Detroit. Wow. That's going to be fun. Um, What else is going on in March? Not a heck of a lot, but you see Minnesota. You have some, you see Minnesota, you see, you see Arizona three times. Three times in the month of March, twice at home. The
1: dreaded rival of the Staley Cup champion, Colorado yeah. Avalanche.
0: Yeah. Uh you see San Jose for the first time in March at home. Uh you got a Devils game, another Seattle game. So not not a bad month. You have some like some nice breaks in there. But yeah, that that four four game road trip, three of which are north of the border, that could be even though you're playing Montreal and Ottawa, and Ottawa should be a little bit improved. Yeah. Uh it's not that's not the best thing that you want at that point in the season.
1: No, no, that's that's a terrible road trip. And the one that you're gonna dread, thankfully, you play Arizona to leave and Chicago coming back, but oh just yeah
0: not not fun. Tough. Um and then the few games in April um you do end the season at home. I always like doing that. I, I mm-hmm. just like having the last game of the year at home. So you start the season at home against chicago you end the season at home against winnipeg actually your last two games are at home two days before the winnipeg game you are at home against edmonton um and then a very interesting thing the on the fourth and on the sixth you so you have a day off in between but you're playing the sharks both of those games you don't see that a lot yeah That's, that's a little
1: interesting a that is a weird it's same start time and everything. You play in San Jose, have the day off, play in San Jose again.
0: Yeah. It's very weird. So you have a, a another four-game road trip for the Avs. That's a California one. Cuz you have San Jose day off, San Jose day off, Kings, and then the next day the Ducks. So that that's, you know, that's how you end the season right there and then you you come back for those two home games with Edmonton and Winnipeg so interesting
1: and you hope with those teams that you just listed like this is late April almost the end of the season you hope those San Jose Anaheim LA you hope their season is done by the point that you get there where there's not a lot of fighting in them so you could
0: just kind of get through it and get home we well, always look at that you always look at the end of the season and you kind of say like okay if we're in a dog fight for either a playoff spot or positioning mm-hmm. in the playoffs. All right, who are you up against? Or the other side of that is the teams you're going up against. We're what are, What's their standing? Yeah, what are they and, playing for? And Winnipeg could be interesting. Winnipeg could be playing for a lot that last game of the season. Edmonton, you would you would think would have something wrapped up by then. But I think for, for Winnipeg, that could be a very, very big game for them. And it could be for the Avs. We yeah. would expect them to be... You know, in in the driver's seat for a playoff spot, but could could those last couple points be big for them in terms of positioning? Yeah, and you know they're going to play as hard as they possibly can against Winnipeg, not just lie down and let Winnipeg get two points from them.
1: And the Avalanche indicated on their schedule release that that Winnipeg game is going to be a division rival game. So I guess they are bringing back the Colorado Rockies jerseys again for this year <laughs> because this was also the year for the reverse retros. So I know that was that was a a point like a rumor that are was this the last season for those alternates looks like we're getting them in 2022-23
0: yeah and if you look at the the avalanche graphics like they they put the division rival in like a blue square so i think we're going to get those colorado uh navy blues again but you're right like you you were hearing rumors of the, the reverse retros I don't think they're going to announce that right now. I think it's going to be a separate announcement you would think. Um, and then we'll maybe know which games that I just hope they do more. Cause I think when, when they did those before, they think they, they only weren't for like three games. Yeah. Um, and I know that was a shortened season because of COVID. So I hope they do them for a few more going into this next year. So
1: yeah. yeah. I, I, if it was even up for question, why would they highlight it already? So I was, yeah. it's just, it's just curious. <laughs>
0: So, um, yeah, anybody in the comments, feel free. What do you think of the schedule? Is it just a schedule? And are you the type of person that's just like, yeah, we we play the schedule that we're given? Or do you have some hatred towards this for for whatever reason? Do you not like that the Avalanche have to go on the road in the East Coast so early in the season? And like we were talking about playing these season series in such a short amount of time. You like them spaced out a little bit more. Starting out on a back-to-back. Starting out back-to-back. Fire away. Fire away in the comments. So, all right, let's hear from Rock Auto and then get to Andre Burkowski's season grade. But with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry When you have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family-run business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Prices are reliably low for every customer. And you can go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you to them Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Andre Burkowski is next in line uh, for our season grade. We do these every off season and we do them alphabetically. Uh, so he's second on our list. We had Abe Kubel a couple of days ago and uh, he's the first of the B's and oddly enough, that's the grade he got from people of Instagram and Twitter over on Instagram. They gave him a B 63% of the vote was for B and on Instagram, 58% was for a B and to kind of go over, uh, Burakovsky's stats for the season, 22 goals, 39 assists for 61 points. He was a plus 12, only 18 penalty minutes his average time on ice was 16 minutes and 16 seconds. He played 80 games this regular season, obviously. Uh, five game-winning goals and a 14.8 shooting percentage. Uh, we kind of always talk about Burakovsky a lot because we feel like he's a streaky guy. Uh, and taking that into account, taking in the postseason into account, what do you give him for a grade? You cannot spell Burakovsky without a B. There you
1: go. (laughs) Or he would be Burakovsky. (laughs) So I'm giving him a B. um, And that's for a straight B or
0: B minus or B plus.
1: I I honestly I want to give him a B Mm -hmm. minus. And it was it was talked about this year that Burakovsky was seeing like a therapist because he's very hard on himself. Like Mm -hmm. he notes he believes in his shot when he doesn't hit it. He you could see how he just like kind of just throws his head back like he's frustrated that he didn't get that shot. So he sought about how to like deal with that. And I'm giving him a B minus because you could kind of see the effort. You could see his shots were we joked Are about. It all B- time. Are you giving yes, him a B minus now? Are you giving a B or B minus? I'm giving him a B minus. Okay. I thought you said you're giving him a B. Okay. No, I'm giving him a B minus because of, you could see the effort. You could see he's trying. Like he went out and got a, like, got some help to deal with like missing the shots. Like he's actively trying. It's a B minus. If he, if you didn't see this effort and this was the same old, same old, this would be a C, C minus. Like, but, and also to his credit, 80 games. When injuries was such a problem for the avalanche all year long, um, even with the COVID breaks, like 80 games, that's,
0: that's pretty incredible. Yeah. So for me, I, kind of how we do this is like when, when, when we have a, whoever we have that's up for the grade, I kind of just in my mind immediately just think of like, oh, I'll probably give this guy that without really looking at anything and going yeah. like kind of like deeper in, into the numbers. And for Burkowski. My, my initial like instinct was to give him a C plus. Yeah. Because I, I feel like, you know, and like I said before, like we kind of like kind of drag him a little bit too much for being inconsistent. But when I looked at it, like, first of all, 61 points is nothing to sneeze at, you know, yeah. you know like that, that's a very good season, 61 points. And When I looked at his stats, and and like we said, we we always want him to break out of like a funk. Mm -hmm. And if he goes a few games, just score something. And when you go game by game, he honestly did that. Honestly, and I'm going through it. So he started the season that first game against Chicago with an assist. And then the next game, he against St. Louis, he had a goal. And then he went through one, two, three, four games with nothing. And this is what I've always said about him. When he goes three or four games, score something. Well, he went four games and he scored something. And then he went on a nice run and then he had uh, one game where he didn't score. And then he scored two goals and followed that up with three assists. And then he went three games with nothing and then scored a goal. Yeah, And then went three games with nothing and then scored two goals and followed that up with three goals. And then um, going deeper into the season. He had another uh, good run of goals and assists. went three games with nothing scored an assist. And this happened throughout the entire, entire, of the season. And I'm kind of eating my words now because like when I, I, you just on the surface, you just feel like his, his ruts, I think are, are, are blown up more than other players because you just expect so much from him. And, and, I eventually I wanted to sit here when I first looked at the stats and saw 61 points, I'm like, man, if he didn't go through those stretches of not scoring, he could have had 75. Yeah. But yeah, but he went through stretches of not scoring, which every player goes through. And I have to give him credit for, for going through those games and, and doing exactly what I would want him to do when you have three, a three game rut do score something. Either a goal or assist, and he did that throughout the entirety of the season. So I have to give—I had to bump him up to to a B minus for that, and I would have bumped him up to a flat B. But I feel like his the playoffs because he did get benched in the playoffs, a healthy scratch, minus the Stanley Cup final. He got injured for that. But even when we had producer Drew on, I asked the question: I I, want—I would have been more comfortable with Andre Burakovsky out there in those final games against tampa because you know what he has the capability of doing so i bumped him up to to a b minus for for my grade and i think it's well deserved it doesn't really change my attitude on do i think they should bring him back uh i think for the right price i wouldn't be against it to be totally honest with you
1: and when you go back and look at his deep stats like those three games where he doesn't score usually the game where he comes out and tallies either a goal or assist it's on the third or fourth game of him getting nothing where his minutes are diminished. As hmm. soon as you see his minutes get diminished that next game, he comes right back out there because he feels the pressure yeah. and he goes out there and he, and he knows what he could do. And it's, that's what I was saying. Like he's trying, he's putting in that effort. Oh, when sure. he fe- right. feels his role get diminished, he fights for it. So that's why he gets a B minus and not just say a C because of what we perceive him to be. But what yeah. he's actually doing.
0: Um, where I got I got it here. So his um <clears throat> here it is. So his his goals above expected. Uh Kale McCarr was first on the team with 13 goals above expected. Gabe Landeskog was second with 8.2. Andre Burakowski was third with 7.2.
1: Report that website. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's that. That so that can't happen. You know, and then the one thing that we always uh kind of rag on him about is just missing the net all the time. Mm-hmm. Um and he he was uh where'd it go? Let's see. Unblock. okay. Um well I'm not counting Martin Kel, I'm not counting Sampo Ranta. Uh we should for, yeah for uh, so Bowen Byram uh missed the net. 32% of the time but he only took 102 shot attempts and mm-hmm. he he there was a large portion of the season where he was injured. So he would be number 1 number 2 would be Sam Gerard who only took 188 shots which is uh, uh his percentage of missed shots, uh, shots that miss a net was 32% as well, but you know he did have some injuries as well and he's mm-hmm. a defenseman. Third on the team is Jack Johnson with 149 shot attempts and 31% of his shots missed the net. All three of those guys are defensemen. So remove them. And again, their shot attempts, Bone, Byram, Sam Gerard, Jack Johnson, 102, 188, 149. Again, all defensemen. So the number one forward on the team that missed the net the most, Andre Burakovsky with 313 shots. So, three more, three times more than Bowen Byram, one and a half times more than Sam Gerard, and two times more than Jack Johnson. All three of those defense would put together, basically. Yeah. And, and Burkowski missed the net just about the same amount of percentage. So, that's where he takes a little ding for me. Like, he needs to, to get, cause he has a lethal shot. He mm-hmm. needs to get it on net more. And if he did that, if that number came down, uh, let me see where, are guys like, I'm going to be difficult on him here. Um, Nathan McKinnon was 22%. So that that's almost a 10 point difference in yep. missing the net. If he could do that, if he did come down to 25%, his points would go up another 10, 12 points without easily, depth, without easily. So, um, uh, is that fixable? Yeah, it is. I think it's a little bit in his head, and I think it's a little bit like he wants to put that perfect shot on net, which is always, you know, maybe like a bar down shot. So he's he's always missing high or missing wide. But um, I, I, going through the numbers, <clears throat> I kind of changed my tune a little bit on Andre Burkovsky's season. I think he had a, a very solid season, and 61 points proves that. Um, is it enough to bring him back? I don't know. I don't know if, if his, if his number is going to go up. I don't think the abs keep him around yep. if they can get him for about the same, maybe even a little bit less. I wouldn't be against bringing him back. So what yeah.
1: And, and we get critical of him because those games that he takes the night off and disappears are usually games where we need him. Yeah. You're not right. like if he stepped up here, got a an assist or a goal. It probably would have changed it into a W. So
0: there's, there's been moments where he was on the top line. Mm-hmm. So he has the capability. Um so yeah, I think we both give him a B minus and Twitter and Instagram give him a B and, and Twitter and Instagram Instagram can't do pluses and minuses. So uh B's across the board for Andre Burton. B's in the trap. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> uh next up will be Bone Byram. So uh you're gonna love to see what that does. There you go. Uh so he'll be next up. I'll have that up by the afternoon. I'll put it around noon or something like that. So um, all right, everyone, that's going to wrap it up for today. Thank you for tuning in, and make sure you comment on the. Uh, I know the YouTube people are going to be commenting on that schedule, so what they like, what they don't like, the games that they're going to. Let's hear it all. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated, and tuning in and following us on our social media outlets uh, for Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Selly, and this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go!